From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi, I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker with this week's WIA National News. Joining us this week, Jason VK2LAW, Felix VK4FUQ, Bruce VK3FFF, Roger Harrison VK2ZRH, Andy Morrison K9AWM, and first up, WIA President Justin Giles Clark, Victor Kilo 7, Tango Whiskey. What a fantastic celebration the Hornsby and District Amateur Radio Club and the Karingai Historical Society put on for the Marconi Centenary Celebrations. Greg VK2GPK, our WIA Vice President, attended the day as the WIA representative. And I'm sure you will hear more from Greg about this celebration in coming broadcasts. I would also like to thank Phil VK2ASD for attending the day and Phil was the WIA liaison person for this celebration. The IARU Region 3 Conference was held in mid-September and we congratulate Peter Young, VK3MV, for being re-elected a Region 3 Director. One output from the conference that the WIA is eagerly awaiting is a revised Region 3 band plan. This band plan will provide the basis to address a number of long-standing issues. As you've heard in previous broadcasts, Phil Hutchings, VK4PG, has been appointed Interim Chair of the Strategic Advisory Committee. And Phil is currently in the UK and will be attending the RSGB National Conference next weekend. This conference is being held at Kent Hills Park Conference Centre at Milton Keynes. And we look forward to a report from Phil on the conference. The board has a number of standing agenda items that relate to committee structures and we are always looking to make these committees more representative and effective for our members and the WIA. One which is of focus at the moment is the overarching media and publications committee. This is an umbrella committee that will end up working closely with the sales and marketing group, the publications committee, the broadcast group and the digital publications group and of course the bookshop working group. Casey, VK2FACE, is in full steam ahead mode with finding people interested in the sales and marketing group and developing terms of reference for that group. Once a month at the second board meeting, the board reviews the profit and loss statements and the balance sheets for the WIA. And I'm pleased to report that the organisation is currently running with a slight surplus, which considering our position at the same time last year is an improvement and certainly good news. This is especially heartening given the recent large outlays to meet our international obligations. Another area the board is carefully working through is improving diversity and inclusion within the WIA. And what this means is actively trying to remove access barriers across the hobby and the WIA for all within the community. Exploring how we can build equity by addressing structural and cultural inequities and build a culture of inclusion for all groups within our community so they feel a part of this great hobby where we identify disadvantage and then how we address this. This is a challenging area and it will take some time to implement. The board has received an invitation from the Norfolk Amateur Radio Club in the UK. They are interested in a presentation via video conference to form links between the UK and VK and this is currently being organised for mid-2019. 
Planning for the annual General Meeting 2019 in Sydney is underway with calls for nominations going out soon. Notices will be in AR magazine to facilitate the elections of board members for the 2019-2020 year. And finally, the board is eagerly awaiting the release of the Request for Tender document for the future amateur qualifications framework from the ACMA. On behalf of the WIA board, this has been Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, with news about special event call signs for the centenary of the armistice that ended World War I. As is well known, many radio amateurs played a key role in wartime communications. To show respect, the WIA has secured special event call signs for use across all Australian states and territories. These commemorative call signs will be much sought after on air throughout the world. Two states and territories call signs will be available. VI Hatch Peace along with VI-LWF for Lest We Forget. The call area numeral substitutes for the hatch, 1 through 0. The call signs will be available for use between the 3rd and the 11th of November, a few short weeks away. These call signs and their licence fees are paid for by the WIA and the ACMA has agreed on their use for the nominated period. Clubs, Groups and or individuals can apply to use the state and territory call signs on a roster basis for periods up to 24 hours over the 3rd to 11th November. It is expected that the roster will fill quickly. To make an application, email trainsafe at silvertrain.com.au with armistice call signs in the subject line. That email address will be in the broadcast news text. As they are advanced grade call signs, applicants must have an advanced licence. Intermediate and foundation licensees will be able to use the call signs, but such operators' licence conditions apply regarding bands, modes and power, unless an advanced operator is present during the operation. Further details, including all criteria for application and use, will be posted on the WIA website news pages and advised via social media, etc. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Ham Radio Operational News, it's a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. October 6, Worldwide Oceania DX Contest. October 11-12, Worldwide Solcore Ale. Not so much a contest, but an exercise. October through the DX window. Until October 10, 9X01 in the DX expedition. Members of the Italian DX team are active as 9X0T, but only until October the 10th. Activities on 160 to 6 metres using CWSSB and RITI. RITI will only be on 14.084 kHz. QSL via I2ISB direct only. G4 EDG is active as ZD9CW from Tristan de Cuna, AF029, to the 22nd of October. CW and RITI with some SSB on the 15 to 40 metre bands and possibly 80 metres. QSL via Logbook of the World or via LZ1JZ. Stan LZ1GC will be signing 5W0GC until the 14th of October from Apia in Samoa. Stan is well known from previous Pacific trips and will be on all HF bands on CWSSB and RITI, but the main focus of Disney Expedition will be 160 and 80m. Following on from his visit to Samoa, Stan LZ1GC will move to Vanuatu, where he will team up with OM5ZW 
and NK2WM to activate the call sign YJ0GC until the 4th of November. Once again, they will focus on 160 and 80 meters. QSLs go via Club Log OQRS. All red DL2AH is active on the wireless from American Samoa as WH8 stroke DL2AH until October 29. He will be on 8 of the 10 meters on SSB, RITI, and FT8. He will take part in the CQWWTX SSB contest at the end of October. QSL is home call DL2AH, Thailand HS. In celebration of the 50th anniversary of IAA Region 3, members of the Radio Society of Thailand are QRVS HS50 IAA until October 31. Brunei V8. Members of the Brunei Dar es Salaam Amateur Radio Association are QRV with Special Event Station V850 IAAU until October 31 to celebrate the 50th anniversary of IAA Region 3. QSL via V85TL. Czech Republic, OK. Special Event Station OL100CSR is QRV until October 31 to celebrate the founding of Czechoslovakia 100 years ago. QSL via Bureau. In the United Kingdom, the RNIB, the Royal National Institute of Blind People, was founded on the 16th of October 1968. As part of the celebration of their 150th anniversary, Terry GM3WEUX will run a special event call sign GR150NIB until October 28. Activity on SSB and CW across all HF bands. Poland SP. Special event stations SN100 with suffixes IP, JH, JP, PS and PW. RQRV until November 11 to celebrate the 100th anniversary of Poland's independence. QSL via Bureau. Australia VI. Celebrating this year's World War I Armistice Day Centenary on air November 3 to 15 will be VI6 PAX. GB1 NHS permanent special event call sign. This unique permanent special event call sign is being looked after on behalf of the National Health Service by Paul Devlin, G1SMP. Paul is putting the call sign to good use, promoting both amateur radio within the NHS and NHS initiatives using amateur radio. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Ed Durant and the team at the Amateur Radio Newsline. RAC, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Indonesia earthquakes and tsunami. A sequence of earthquakes and a tsunami at the Indonesian areas of Dongala and Palu, September 28th, have left around a 1,000 people dead and many more injured. Danny Halim, Yankee Bravo to Tango Juliet Victor, as the new IARU Region 3 Disaster Communication Coordinator reports, amateur radio operators in Indonesia immediately activated to respond to the disaster unfolding in central Sulawesi province. Following the magnitude 7.7 earthquake, electricity, mobile cellular and all other communication facilities in the area are cut off. 
Communications have been established from the Luwuk Disaster Management Agency, located 700 kilometres from the epicentre of the earthquake, with Yankee Delta 8 Mike India India Net Control and Yankee Charlie 8 Oscar Bravo Mike. Indonesian National Society Arari immediately established an emergency net on 7.110 MHz and also activated the Lapan Arari I086 satellite as a backup. Due to QRM on 7.110 MHz though, a second net has been set up on 7.065 MHz. Orari asks that they are given room to use 7.110 MHz and 7.065 MHz since this earthquake is or could be worse than the one in Lombok at the end of August. Please allow them a QRM-free space to complete their work. ESCO satellite completes vibration tests. Final testing to begin. On September 28, 2018, the European Space Agency reported that the European Student Earth Orbiter, ESEO, a student-built project, is about to enter its exciting final test phase after having just concluded the vibration tests that demonstrated that the satellite is able to withstand the harsh vibrations of launch. ESEO is a 45-kilogram microsatellite mission to low-Earth orbit developed, integrated and tested by European University students. The student experiments on board ESEO include FunCube 4, 1260 MHz to 145 MHz amateur FM transponder, together with FunCube compatible telemetry for educational outreach, taking pictures of the Earth, measuring radiation levels, and testing technologies that can be used for future education satellite missions. In the next couple of weeks, ESEO will undergo the Thermal Vacuum and Electromagnetic Capability EMC tests to confirm that ESEO is capable of coping with the thermal environment that it will experience in orbit and the electromagnetic conditions generated during launch preparation, during the launch itself and in orbit. FunCube 4 is the amateur payload in the ESEO mission. This payload will provide similar FunCube telemetry to its predecessors, but will have a more powerful transmitter and thus be even easier to hear. For amateurs, this payload will also provide a single-channel LV transponder for FM. More information on ESCO can be found in the text edition of this week's news at wia.org.au. News from New Zealand. Prohibition. New Zealand's regulator, RSM, reports, In August we mentioned creating a prohibition notice for unrestricted two-way radios. This was to limit the availability to the general public for radios that don't meet the radio standards. The prohibition notice is ready to gazette and will come into effect on the 18th of October 2018. The notice will affect the supply of two-way radios like Baofeng, Pofung, Wuxin to the amateur radio market, but not equipment factory locked to the amateur bands. Amateur radio operators or suppliers need to hold a license to supply radio transmitters to import and supply this equipment. Special conditions to the license will allow the import and supply of this equipment, monthly returns of your imports and sales, including nil returns. And from New Zealand to a story where one of those to-be-prohibited handies was really handy. From Indonesia, it was radio to the rescue in Indonesia recently, and the happy ending came about because of one of those low-priced HTs. One global news item in the past week or so was the rescue of Indonesian Aldi Novel Adelang, who told reporters that his handheld transceiver was the key to his rescue on the high seas. 
Adelang was adrift for 49 days in the Pacific after the unpowered Rompong fishing platform he was working on lost its anchor line. It broke loose some 125 kilometres off the coast during high winds on the 14th of July. After a week, Adelang ran out of food but managed to live on fish he caught when it didn't rain and he drank drips of seawater that he wrung from his clothing. Using his generator-driven light and a makeshift white flag, he tried to attract the attention of many passing ships, but to no avail. He drifted with the winds and the current for over 1,900 kilometres, when the huge bulk carrier MV Arpeggio passed within a mile of him on August 31st. He tried to attract them, but the ship just kept going. It was only when he remembered the HT on his boat and tuned it to a marine VHF channel frequency that a friend told him to use if he got into trouble that he got the ship's attention by calling help in English into the HT. The ship reversed its course and rescued Adelang. Adelang was quoted as saying he no longer wants to work on Rompong fishing platforms. Ham Sai expanding into the Southern Hemisphere the South African Radio League SARL and AMSAT SA are taking the ham radio citizen scientist concept to the Southern Hemisphere. The new organisation will be known as Amateur Radio Science Citizen Investigation, or HAMSI SA, and will be based on the successful HAMSI, now operating in the US and the UK. The HAMSI concept was developed by American scientist radio amateurs who study the upper atmosphere and space physics. According to a recent publisher's article by Hans von Gronendahl, Zula Sierra 6 Alpha Kilo Victor, HAMSI SA will be a platform for publicising and promoting projects that advance scientific research and understanding through amateur radio activities encourage the development of new technologies to support such research and providing educational opportunities for the amateur community and the general public with a focus on youth. Flat out like a lizard QSOing, UK's rarest lizard to be tracked by tiny radio tags. The Warrington Guardian reports tiny radio tags are being used to track the movements of a group of Britain's rarest reptiles as they are reintroduced into the wild. Marwell Wildlife in Hampshire has fitted transmitters to 24 out of 86 sand lizards being released at the site of special scientific interest at Elmore Marsh in Farnborough. The aim is to use the trackers, which weigh just 0.29 of a gram, less than 5% of the lizard's body weight, to help understand their behaviour. Read more on this story from the links in the text edition of the news at wia.org.au. For VK1WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi, I'm Bruce, VK3FFF from sunny Bendigo. Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Defence. Allied bombing in World War II altered ionosphere. Research by Professor Chris Scott from the University of Reading shows the impact on the ionosphere of the Allied bombing raids over Europe during World War II. Chris says each raid released the energy of at least 300 lightning strikes. Researchers studied daily records kept at the Radio Research Centre in Slow, UK, looking at how the concentration of electrons changed in the upper atmosphere around the time of 152 Allied air raids in Europe. 
The data showed the concentration of electrons fell significantly when a bomb was detonated, which in turn heated the upper atmosphere. This caused a small but significant depletion in the ionosphere above slow, even though the bombs were deployed hundreds of miles away. In his paper, the contribution of ground-based disturbances to ionospheric variability is investigated by considering the response of the ionospheric F2 layer over slow UK to 152 major bombing raids over Europe during World War II. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, DMR. Digital mobile radio registrations continue to grow. At the end of the third quarter of 2018, the latest stats from Ireland show that roughly 500 individuals have registered for DMR numbers on that island of Ireland. The numbers continue to grow as digital mobile radio spreads across the Emerald Isle. While the initial growth was in the northeast of Ireland in 2016, the numbers in the rest of Ireland are now beginning to grow as more digital radio infrastructure is put in place. There is now a regular net on Monday evenings at 20.30 on the Irish talk group 2722 with a roll call of each of the Irish counties. All are welcome to call in. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier Flight engineer Ricky Arnold, KE5DAU, joined Expedition 56 Commander Drew Fustel and Flight Engineer and Soyuz Commander Oleg Artemev on an October 4 return voyage to Earth after more than about six months in space. They travelled in a Soyuz MS-08 spacecraft heading for a parachute-assisted landing on the Kazakh steppe some three hours later. The crew completed a 197-day mission. At a change-of-command ceremony Wednesday, October 3rd, Drew Fustel formally handed over command of the ISS to crewmate Alexander Gerst, KF5ONO, of the European Space Agency. Mini Space Elevator Japan's 7th HTV mission, Kantori-7, arrived at the ISS this past week and is planned for deployment this weekend, October 6th. This mission consists of two 1U CubeSats connected by a tether which includes a mini-space elevator experiment, the Climber by Shizokoa University. The Climber has a Bluetooth connection that will transmit its data to the ground station via a StarsMe downlink. Radio amateurs can monitor the behaviour of the climber in the telemetry data. Additional experiments include radio wave propagation studies and flight dynamics, including tethered spacecraft position and rotation. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Maritime GB100MCV remembering the sinking of the RMS Leinster. On the 10th of October 1918, just a month before the armistice, which ended World War I, was signed, the RMS Leinster, callsign MCV, was sunk after being torpedoed by a German submarine UB-123. The Leinster was sunk 12.5 nautical miles off the Irish coast while sailing from near Dublin to Holyhead in Wales. The sinking resulted in the deaths of at least 567 of those on board, including the radio officer Arthur Jeffries. 
To add to the tragedy, two weeks later, UB-123 was sunk with the loss of all 36 crew, the oldest of which was just 27 years old. To commemorate this tragic event, Dragon Amateur Radio Club from a Welsh village are going to activate the special call sign GB100MCV. And this has been activated periodically now until the 28th of October. Also, a special effort using the call will be from the 10th until the 14th of October when she will be operating intensively from the TS Prince of Wales, the headquarters of the Sea Cadets in Holyhead. Similarly, the National Maritime Museum of Ireland Radio Club will be active with the call sign EL100MCV. And if you contact both of these wireless stations between October 10 and 14, you can claim a special certificate. Worldwide special interest groups QRP and weak signal communication. Just a reminder that Melbourne QRP by the Bay is coming up next month, Saturday 3rd of November at 3pm. Melbourne QRP by the Bay is an occasional gathering of home brewers, QRPers and portable operators. Peter Parker, VK3YE, says normally between about 15 and 30 people show up for a very convivial couple of hours. Bring yourself, an idea and an interesting piece of equipment. Gather at Chelsea Beach near the Life Saving Club. Afterwards, tea at a local restaurant. That's 3pm Saturday, November 3rd, for Melbourne QRP by the Bay at Chelsea Beach. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Radio takes a Rocky Mountain bike ride. Our top radio rescue story this week isn't about hams assisting after floods, famines and earthquake, but about the way hams keep people out of danger in the first place. Andy Morrison, K9AWM, explained to Amateur Radio Newsline listeners how Colorado Aries mobilised to help with an epic race in the Rocky Mountain foothills by mountain bike. As 100 mountain bike riders from all over the country took on the foothills of the Rocky Mountains just outside Cannon City, Colorado, the cyclists couldn't be too careful. As they commenced on the scenic Royal Gorge Bridge to race the Royal 50 on Saturday, September 22nd, they knew they had to be on their toes. With cactus in every corner, rattlesnakes, treacherous downhill areas, overall rough trails, and significantly higher than normal temps, they had to be ready for anything to happen. Fortunately, they were not the only ones who were prepared. To ensure everyone's safety, it took 16 members of Colorado Aries interoperability with the Aries Com Van, some operators hiking or biking into their positions, and the use of ATVs to cover the event. There were also some IP cameras on the trails live streaming back to command over their ham radio microwave link systems. Radio traffic needed to be brief and concise, and an incident action plan was essential. Everyone needed to know exactly what to do if there was an emergency. Thankfully, AMR was also on site to assist with the two medical situations they had. Yes, there were injuries, but they were thankfully minimal. One rider had a close encounter with a cactus bush, and another crashed at the end of a downhill lane. K0WJH. Go ahead, Bill. AMR Mule leaving this location at this time. Copy. In route to 
to Lima. That's affirmative. En route to Lima. Copy 1142 to B2MC. Overall, the event was a huge success, and Colorado Aries is planning to support the Royal 50 again next year with even more riders participating. I'm Andy Morrison, K9AWM. On a personal note from the WIA news crew, we'd like to add this was a job well done by the team, whose members included Amateur Radio Newsline's own Amanda Alden, K1DDN, as one of the coordinators. Special interest groups, VHF and above, the plumber's delight. At 21.47 hours on Tuesday the 25th of September, the Region 1 144 MHz Tropo record was broken again, this time from England. G3SMT worked D4Z on the Cape Verde Islands via the marine duct caused by the Azores High System. At 4,431 kilometres, it broke the previous record of 4,270 kilometres set just one minute earlier by GW0KZG. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F, fine fatherly figure from sunny Bendigo. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au Well, there we be, WIA News for another week. On the social scene, October through to the end of the year. October 14, VK3, the Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group's Hamfest. There's a Hamfest in Ballarat. October 28, the Ballarat Amateur Radio Group. November 11 in VK5, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. The VK7 Hamfest, Miana Community Centre, that happens November 17. The next day in VK3, the Rosebud Radio Fest. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4, Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.